0: Bienvenue à la deuxième cerise, presque un podcast Eurovision. Cette semaine, nous voyageons en France.
1: Hello, and welcome to Second
2: Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the song we think deserves a second chance. A second bite of the cherry
1: Yes, and at the end of the series It's you, the listeners, that vote for your favourites And at our live event We crown the winner of the second cherry song contest
2: Hello Monty Hello Matt, how are you? I'm really
1: good Really good wasn't you at the start of the show, was it? What are you want to say about my French? It's not
2: perfection. Well, I mean, just, you know, from previous experience <laughs> at
1: all. Uh, no, it wasn't me, because we have
2: a special guest. We do indeed. Who is it? Bienvenue, uh, Mikael. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Ça, va.
0: Ça va bien, merci. Merci de me recevoir.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mickaël is a one-fifth of the second cherry team, um, but more behind the scenes. You don't see him uh, out and about as much, and we don't hear him on the airwaves, unless we have him, like we do this week, as a special guest to talk about his country,
0: France. Absolutely. It's very exciting to have you here. I'm very happy. Thank you for having me. Good, good.
2: So we're going to come to your views and your opinions and our opinions in just a moment. But first, this is the first show that we recorded after we asked you to write in and send us your your notes and your views and your opinions. And you have done that. So we're going to read a few of those out. So you've been getting in touch on uh, social media. Roberto, our friend Rob, said, get up, get up, second cherry is out, when we posted uh, our Albanian episode this week. Very good to see that excitement. Ian on Twitter, uh, responding to our Albanian episodes, and I I don't want to be that gay, but <laughs> official Alban Arama fan. Absolutely, as are we. Thea was my favourite song from Fig 22 so glad you picked it. Mirud's song was also stunning. Nesha is still my most played from 2020. Welcome back, Matt and Monty, You made me laugh on my commute. <laughs> good. Great. We make ourselves laugh, so we've we someone else. <laughs> it's good to, good to know that somebody else is getting our sense of humour as well. Do you mentioned Mirud
1: there. Yes. He messaged us as well after hearing the Albanian episode.
2: He did. Miru himself said, "Oh, thank you guys for taking the time to do this. There are Albanian episode. I'm so honoured and so touched that you guys took the time to even discuss my music. Oh, oh, that's really sweet. Aww, it's sweet. lovely to have somebody that we've whose song we've actually mentioned on the podcast get in touch.
1: Thank that's... God we were nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely. Thank you very much for that. Um, we've also had Demi." On uh, Twitter, saying it's great to have Second Cherry back. Excited to see which songs were chosen and just general thoughts. Well, we have a lot of general thoughts. Yeah, about
1: really. as general as it gets sometimes.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy that we can excite. So, yes, the selection of the uh, the tweets that we've had it's very nice. We might read some more out on the next episode.
1: So, Monty, delve into our mailbag. How bulging is our sack?
2: And well, our sack has got a bit of bulge in it. <laughs> <laughs> we've had an email from Rob Rob Kilty. hi fellas much joy hearing your podcast today totally agree with your choice of the gorgeous Alban Ramasai for second Jerry. Mm. he's been popular hasn't he I had been stalking I mean following Alban on Instagram uh, after Deban interviewed him for that Eurovision website that sounds like a site for people into water sports <laughs> I think he means wee wee blogs <laughs> definitely a 10 and I was team Alban right up to the final for me the tragedy of Ronella was the loss of the tribal element in favour of something a bit too pink and fluffy although I still got a buzz from hearing it at the semi well I think I think we agree with that yeah. absolutely Rob goes on to say when are you revisiting Benidorm Fest? Wow. Actually, that is going to be coming up pretty soon. Uh, Rob's given us some ideas, his thoughts on some of the entries, potential entries to review for that. But as it's going to be a surprise what we're going to cover, we're not going to say what Rob's thoughts are because we don't want it to influence us in any way. (laughs) But thank you very much, Rob, for writing in. We much appreciate it.
1: Thank you, and then there's just one more last mention. Um, Anna Corin, she emailed us just to say, "Hey guys, are you on Spotify? Yeah, because we dropped off Spotify for a little bit. The podcast did, so I just want to mention that um, that yes, we did drop off, and now we're back. And the gremlins have been admonished, and um, yeah, we're back on Spotify, which is always a good thing because you know lots of you listen to us on Spotify. So I don't, so I don't know. I was like, oh, we well, are not on Spotify. I don't know. So yeah." Thanks we Thanks have, for letting us know, we really need to know. We are back.
2: We hope that you've managed to find out that, that we are on Spotify, because if you don't know that we're on Spotify, you won't be able to hear us telling you that we're back on Spotify. Never on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit meta, I think. Yeah.
1: So there we are then, that's everyone from our mailbag this week. More to come next week. So let's get straight into things then. This week, as Mikhail said, at the top of the programme, that uh, we're in France, so... Let's get into it.
2: So the national final was a single show. It was held on the 5th of March this year uh, in the France television studio in Saint-Denis. Uh, it was C'est vous qui It's you who decides. It's your choice. So <laughs> like it or lump it, basically. Uh, we had 12 entries competing in the first round from which five were selected exclusively by public televoting to advance to the second round, the Super Final. A 10-member francophone and international jury panel then selected a wildcard entry from the remaining seven entries to proceed to the Super Final. And in the Super Final, the winner was determined by the combination of public televoting 50% and 10-member jury panel 50%. During the show as well, actually immediately after the artists had um, concluded their performances, a number was shown on the screen which denoted the amount of jury members who liked the song. So if seven of them liked it, you saw a seven on screen. So it just give you an instant reaction as to how popular it was amongst the juries. Those votes were only symbolic though, they did not affect the voting, it was just to give us an indication. From home, So when we got to the final um, there were 420 points from the jury and 420 points from the public to award. Each juror got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 but that was multiplied by 10 for the public vote. So the votes came in as 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 and 120 to the top six songs. Um, The jury members weren't as Eurovision-heavy as last year, but we did have uh, John's Tears from Switzerland in 2021. who was on the jury, and we also had um, Elodie Gossin, the television presenter. He was the co-host of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest in 2021, because, of course, that was hosted by France as well.
1: I do like Isu as well. She was one of the... uh... Jurors and she had a bit of a moment. We'll come on to that later, oh. but uh, I, I love her energy.
2: <laughs> so, France did well, not so great actually. Eurovision it has to be said 24th out of 25 for Alvan and Ahes, which were, were selected singing the Breton language Foulen, only the second Breton language Eurovision song uh, after Diwanit Bugale in 1996. France went from second in 2021 to second last in 2022 second from the jump second from the bottom. yeah
0: do you think that was deserved what did you think about the french song this year um deserved no it was different from everything and um, of course it was very disappointed results but all the f- French were proud of the performance I think Uh, everyone was quite happy with the performance after you know it's a contest so there's a winner and there's some people at the bottom of the list.
1: Was this a bit like when the UK didn't do very well with James Newman but we were just proud anyway because we were like it was good enough for us but you know it's exactly the same feeling absolutely
0: yeah Yeah, yeah. it's the same feeling yeah. A lot of people couldn't understand the results. As they think the song was quite good, but also the song was on top of the whole evening, and it's not an easy position. So, but most of the French were happy of Ukraine, which is a folk song also that win. So it was fine. How did the how was the national final received in France this year? Do you have any? It was. It? I can see that in France people get into it much mm-hmm. more than let's say, 10 years ago, even. So, yeah, I think people are waiting now for this evening in the winter uh, to watch that event. So it's quite nice to see, yeah. It feels like there's been a bit of investment
2: in what in the direction they need to go. It may not be paying off in the result this year, but when we got a second place... Exactly, last year was blah, blah, a big payoff, yeah. Exactly. So that was a huge, huge result. Oh, yeah. um, I, was an, I was disappointed... Both by the position it came in, but actually, I was a bit disappointed by the performance. I liked the song, but I thought the performance was a little bit chaotic. And I yeah. thought it was maybe a little bit, there was a bit too much going on on stage. You the couldn't ca- really focus properly. It was just, there was a lot of jumping about and lots of jerky camera shots, which I think it needed to give it the energy, but it also, I don't think, helped it to translate to the viewers at home on TV.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. It was, I agree, a bit uh, cacophonic. I can't say much more, but um, yeah.
2: Cacophonic is a good description, actually. (laughs) It It was a kind of cacophony of sounds.
1: Yeah. So, why don't you have a little listen to it, though? So that was Alvin and Ahaz with Fulham. So that was a little bit about the French reaction, but how do we feel here around the table about whether it was the right song that won? What do you think, Mikhail?
0: first of all? 100% the right song, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a folk song also, and
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it depends, doesn't it? You know, we're about to talk about the songs, but you have to look down the list and like what, what would have the best position at Eurovision? And I think people were excited before Eurovision about this and what it could do. And, you know, it didn't quite do it. But, you know, there was excitement before, which kind of suggests that maybe it was the right selection because there was a lot of buzz. Monty, what do you
2: think? Well, it's difficult for me to disagree with somebody who is French and has just given 100% <laughs> backing to it. But I actually think it was the wrong song to win. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I think uh, I think other songs in the national final might have done better. But we'll see, we'll see our thoughts as we go through them. (music) So, into the songs. We have five songs to bring you, plus an honorary mention, I think, this week as well. So, the first song is Surth, Only by (laughs) Soa. On, so. This was
1: a bit of a fan favourite, I seem to recall. The, the Twitter fandom weren't very happy that this didn't win. Um, I kind of think vocally it was a bit troubled, I suppose is what I would say. Troubled vocal. Because the harmonies weren't quite there. They weren't quite, quite working at times. She was quite breathy. The guys' rapping was on point and quite good. The whole energy that they brought um, individually and together was great. The whole performance side of it the performative element i thought was excellent but i was left slightly unsatisfied like it was an exceptional first draft of a performance in the songs like that's great everything's there incredible first draft but it just needs a little bit more magic added to then finish it off to make it a full well-rounded entry in my book
2: it was a fan favourite. Um, it topped the Wee Wee poll. Um, it feels like quite a statement of a song. It's quite it's quite existential. The lyrics are sort of questioning um, who you are, and so that, that if you feel left out of the world, don't worry. The earth is round. You will manage to find your place. So it is a bit of that kind of outsider. Um, which we see quite a lot in themes in Eurovision. Um, you know, somebody finding their, their, their place when they may be not, not feeling so included. I, yeah, I, I really quite like this. There's some um, some jolly dancing going on. There's uh, some rapping in the middle. Um, and yeah, I think it, the, the performance could have elevated a little bit, but I think this is a really good... Good entry.
0: Well, yeah, I think it was a very, very good song. And uh, the brother and sister singing together, it's quite unusual also. Mm -hmm. And they were very uh, fusional. The whole energy of the song was very sincere. Uh, It it was what really, really made me to like this song very much. And the voice as a duet is just clear, pure. And I thought I think I disagree a bit with what you just said so I really like the the song it's a song full of hope for uh, anyone feeling isolated so it, it really being French you understand the words completely also and uh, really it really talked to me so I really like the song and it's, it's about loneliness also and many people can recognize themselves also in this world of uh, media and uh, phones and computers and not really meeting people. Um, So yeah, for me it was a real song.
2: Speaking of phones, the second song we're going to listen to is called Telephone by Elia.
1: I'll kick this off then, so Ilya I think has like that encumbered, (laughs) encumbered loaf about her, which reminds me of that slight awkwardness that Dua Lipa has, or brings to that dancing aspect of performance. There's the same vibe here with her. The best bit is the non-singing part of this song, the non-singing part of the chorus, which isn't... That sounds like I'm being a bit shady towards her, but I'm not. It's just, it's the best part of the song. I really love that muffled Persian flute sound. I think the instrument is called, like, a nay. That sort of instrument, that family, the Ney family. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a bit of an also ran for me. This song, uh, the lyrics do talk about young generation, that feeling of being trapped by society. There's something around like the values of society and consumerism, maybe I don't know. There's stuff behind that which I found quite interesting. Different takes, different interpretations here. I enjoyed it but it's an also-round for me.
0: Well, uh, that was a good song. Uh, as they say, music touches the soul and hurts. And um, the song is about generation. And yes, once again, uh, with uh, the world we are living in with the phones and the internet, the Wi-Fi and our computers and all this.
1: We're recording this on computer.
0: We are,
2: yes. <laughs> and you may be listening to it on your phones. Yeah. It feels like a song of youth. It is talking about that kind of the generation, you know, being connected to the phones. Um, you know, and she's singing, you know, my generation expects nothing from anybody. My generation expects you to subscribe. You know, so it's all about the follows. Um, my generation dances until the fall. So it's kind of got a carefreeness about it as well. Um my my generation téléphone telephone telephone. Um I mean I, I like this. It's got a nice electronic beat to it. Um I think it would sound really good if you were out and it was like playing in a club or in the background somewhere. But it is quite lightweight as well as being quite light pop. Yeah. Um and I think she's not the most engaging performer. I think she could be She could be more interesting and engaged on on the stage, I think. But I think it's a really it's a nice
0: like, pop song. Yeah, it's fresh, it's modern, it's good.
1: Song number three then is Helene in Paris with Paris Mon and More. Monty, thoughts on this one?
2: So I think you need to know a little bit about Helen herself to get this. She's a relatively new singer. Apparently she started taking lessons in lockdown uh, when she was on her way back to return to a career as a luxury goods ambassador. But it was curtailed by Covid because nobody could go out and buy luxury goods. Um, So she (laughs) took to social media to entertain her friends. And that's when she started singing.
1: I'm gripped by this narrative. I need that's Act One.
2: Well, there's a quote from her as well, and she says, "To keep competing Eurovision for a beginner of my age, what audacity! And why not? I want to prove that the impossible is possible. I'm a passionate, positive, determined, hardworking woman. It's the recipe for success. I mean, the recipe was slightly wrong. It wasn't successful for her, but you know, it's quite a it's quite a, a song." It's a love song to Paris, the city. I think it's about her coming back to the city and remembering what she loves about it. She's almost falling in love with it again and having a first date with the city again. She's having a little, a little dalliance and she's talking in quite a sweet way. I think of how, you know, she's been away. She's kind of like neglected the city. She's even been cheating on the city by living somewhere else for a while. It's kind of, it's that, it's everything that evokes the kind of the romanticism in Paris. I think it's a little bit cliché, the romanticism. Um, you know, there's all the, the, you know, the romantic activities that you might do, like strolling through Les Jardins, uh, having a little seat on a, a park bench, or, <laughs> you know, uh, but it, it it's of its style. I'm, I'm. Don't really like the style that much, I have to say. It's a bit jazzy. Um, it's a bit kind of musically cliched a bit. But you can't, you can't deny her passion. She's absolutely right about having, you know, a passion for this.
1: It's cabaret jazz. So, you know, it hasn't really got legs at Eurovision unless it's doing something a bit different. And this isn't. It's camp, but there's little in the song to grab you. But she is absolutely charming full of character. Yes, it's clearly a ode to Perry, but I love just the little lyrics like Paris is my eternal rendezvous and it's like I have that same love affair of London. It's almost like I go away, I come back, I fall in love again. I hate London, but I love London. And I know when when you when you're ingrained in a city like that, it's your your city. I totally get it. But she she's good. She's good.
0: But not good enough. Yes, uh, she's absolutely good. I uh, had a little crush on her and her personality. Uh, she is a real character. And um, yes, she talks about Paris. Uh, you, I think you said it all. She talks about Paris like a boyfriend. And uh, she's cheating on the boyfriend and she's coming back to it. And uh, this is great. Uh, she has a different approach from, completely different from anyone else uh, that comes around. So, uh, but it's true, she is trying hard to represent. The French cliché. You can see that she has been living abroad and uh, as I know it's America and uh, she does bring all what people want to hear, what people see from the outside. So it's quite good. Uh, I like it very much. Hélène in Paris. Uh, Près mon amour.
2: The next song we have is Ma Famille by Cyprien Zani. Matt efforts there's a little bit of trivia here. As well as having lyrics in French, it has lyrics in another language. Do you know what that is? Ooh,
1: no, I didn't look up, because there's an Afrobeat quality to the song. So, mm-hmm.
2: Cameroon? No. Do you know, Mikael? Creole. Creole. Oh. Creole from? Reunion Island. Absolutely, from Réunion, and we have a listener in Réunion, or we had a listener in the first series, (laughs) somebody was listening to this podcast in Réunion, which is off the coast of Madagascar, in the Ocean French department. French (laughs) department, yes, and this is where Cyprien is from, and he's singing a song about his family, and well, what do you think?
1: Uh, well, there was a bit of an argument on the panel of judges about this. Izu, one of the singers, was challenging the other panellists who... French people... that. Yeah, they'll have to correct me. It, I think it was something around... They're saying it's not memorable... Was something about the song, and she made a point of saying it is bloody memorable. And she got up and she sang it like, oh, and she did it perfectly. It's like you remembered the song, so I like that bit of you know frisure between the between the panelists. It's another chart-friendly song. Um, I think it offered this national final something a little bit different, which I love. That Afro B, I just uh, I just love that sound. It's just it's just the base of it and just the happiness built into it the recording is great as well as the live performance which is always good and yeah the song is about that moving from one place to another leaving loved ones behind had real meaning there you kind of felt there's a lot behind this song
0: yeah there is a lot uh, because that's his real story you know uh, mm-hmm. living in the reunion island coming back to the continent and sharing the both culture and more culture because he's. um grandfather grandfather was more uh, from the western Africa also and his father was like his uh, grandfather was a very well-known singer in the Iranian island uh, called Maxime Laoupe, and uh, that everyone knows uh, within France and the Iranian islands so oh. yes the song is fantastic for me it's a declaration of love to his family and his roots and it's just nice to hear and his voice is just extraordinary I love the little bits of insight that we
2: get. I mean, we wouldn't have had a clue about his uncle or his Whatever, Whatever um, yeah. We wouldn't have had a clue about that. Yeah. You know, and the fact he's known. So, I, I love. Thank you for bringing that onto the show. Um, he's the he was the finalist in The Voice, um, season ten. So, I'm I'm a little surprised actually because he was the wild card that got put through by the jury. Um, he wasn't in the top five selected by the. The televoting public, and actually he got the lowest score in the um, televote. He only got twenty um, in the televote, and I'm a little bit surprised. Having done so well on the Voice and being a finalist, I would have thought that maybe the public would have been a little bit more behind him. There was a desperate, a
1: disparate, and different vote between the televote. And the panelists, wouldn't they? Yeah, quite yeah. Of, yeah. He got
2: seventy-four mm. from the um, from the jury and only twenty oh. from the yeah. um, tele vote. So I was a bit surprised that maybe with that popularity and that presence and that uh, fame, if you like, or fame... You, do you know what I mean? Ready-made voters. Yeah, I would have thought that he would have done that. But again, I mean, I think, as you've said, it's got that really lovely um, sense of singing about your family ties that remain wherever in the world you've travelled to and wherever in the world you end up. You know, you're you're still tied culturally um, to the place you come through and it's, you know, through very much the, the family... Um, ties there, really uplifting. Um, lots of echoes of um, traditional melody um, and rhythm, and yeah, I really, I really like this. It's nice to see a big boy on the stage as well. You know, I really like to see that. Although I'm going to be slightly critical of the sartorial choice. He was wearing a big cape, and I think it was a bit unnecessary. I think it made him look buff four times the size that he is <laughs> okay. and I didn't think I thought he would have been better without that but yeah I thought it was a really jolly uplifting very endearing and very authentic song it yeah. is his own story Absolutely. and that really comes very through sincere.
1: the last one we're going to play you then is by Pauline Shangye. Nui Pauline Mikael, your thoughts first.
0: Yes, Pauline. Oh, she she was good. Uh, very good. She is an artist, which is quite uh, unusual for me. I thought it was quite good. And uh, she is very engaged and uh, liberated, decomplexed. And the song is very vintage, 70s, 80s. I think it's a great, great song. And she did write her song and the performance was very, very good. And... Uh, it's all about my youth. I love it. Mikhail, one of
2: the artists that we bond over so much is Mylène Farmer, the fantastic French pop act, who is just I mean, stunning. If you you know, if you don't know Mylène Farmer, give her a, a listen because she's, she's got an enormous thirty nearly forty year career, um, and just has made some absolutely cracking pop. And this just sounds very reminiscent of early 80s
0: Milan Farmer absolutely and that's why right. I think it's great that's, <laughs> yes that's all I love so yes
2: it, it was the first thing I noticed about song, and it just absolutely drew me to it mm. I, it's really lovely I love the harp in a song I really really like it I think it adds something really beautiful to to music whether it's this kind of electronic music or whether it's kind of more folk or traditional music there's just something incredibly beautiful about the harp. and I, Every time I see somebody playing, I go, oh, I wish I could play. Yes. It just really, it would, it would be just so lovely. Pauline herself has said, the song conveys how we can write our own story. From a cinematic point of view, through this, I make a statement about so many great French artists we want to look like. i have to say I didn't get that from the song. <laughs> but I do love the feel of it. It's got that 80s feel, blended with a bit of a glam look. And yeah, just very really, clam, very really yeah. And this came second. It was supported by the jury and the televoters.
1: Yeah, it's authentically eighties. There's a lot of re eighties rehashing going on. Even now, you know, it's been for a while now we've been getting lots of this. And it's great, I love that. But this has seemed very authentic, straight out of nineteen eighty three. I love her glittery bodysuit. It was just kind of like the right tone, you know, the right sort of like vibe for the whole song. Trouser suit combo with tassels. Do you like a good tassel? Clearly a track straight off whatever album she's been working on as well. It's very authentically her, which obviously is something that's important to us. And yeah, I adore this. Great track.
2: This is the kind of 80s revival I want to listen to. Not the kind of 80s influenced song that Denmark brought us last year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Revive your 80s, but freshen it.
1: So there are five songs, but uh, Monty, you have a special mention for one of the acts this year.
2: Yeah, I just want to mention the song Shoot, which means shh, by Julia. Julia. It was uh, eliminated in the first round, unfortunately. It got five likes from the jury. But I want to mention this because, having just mentioned Milan Farmer and my love for her and Mikael's. This is an artist who was a protégé of Milan Farmer. Uh, her first album was written by Milen uh, with her long-term collaborator, L'Anse Boutinat. Uh, and I really like this. It's kind of a sort of a female empowerment. She's saying she's not a baby doll just to be toyed with and you need to take time to understand her if you want to have a relationship with her. It's a really nice performance with 70s outfits um, and a sleek... Uh, dance routine and although we didn't think it made the cut it was one of those songs that we just wanted to mention because
0: yeah she, she was great when you say 70s I would say actually 60s um, <laughs> because if you really look at her you remember Franz gall Oh, yes. She is a lookalike of Franz Gal. Oh. And I think everything is done for that also uh, around the song. So she looked like Franz Gal was. The, the outfits
2: actually you have that flavour of kind of the late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Kind of hippie. Exactly about that, them. M- that moment. Yeah. And the uh, oh. haircut
0: is the Franz Gal uh, uh, typical haircut she always had
2: check it out on YouTube we'll pop the link up uh, as well as the links for the other songs so that's our French final rundown it's time for Matt and Monty's good thing of, thing of the week. week that is good it's good Oh, that's good that is
1: you know what this is by now this is our good thing of the week that is good Oh, that's good that is uh, just a bit of positivity out there in the world we just want to spread it every which way we can we do and we do <laughs> this week, <laughs> this week, this in is uh, a little bit, well, I was going to say closer to home, but actually it's not closer to home at all. It's far away. This week, we want to talk about Eurovision Latin America. The announcement that the, Euro- the EBU have announced that there is another spin-off from Eurovision and it is Latin America. And, well, Monty, I just want to throw back to a couple of episodes ago when you said this.
2: There are murmurings of a contest across Latin America. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'd be so here for that. Swarthy Brazilians, Swarthy Colombians, Swarthy Peruvians, Argentinians, Bolivians, everywhere across South America. I would love that Latin feel to a contest. Bring it. We have manifested (laughs) Eurovision Latin America into being... That was was us. Vamos. Nosotros. (laughs)
0: Vamos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we are going to get another version of Eurovision. Like, we've already had the announcement that there's going to be... Oh, we've had the American Song Contest, obviously. The announcement there's going to be Canadian version. Mm -hmm. And here we are, Latin America, just as we wanted.
2: This is the one I'm more excited about. Over the US, over the Canadian, this is the one I'm more excited about. Because I think there's so much diversity and culture across Latin America that can bring into this. Mikhail, your husband is Colombian. What, do you, what does he make of
0: something like this? He is very excited. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it will be hot. <laughs> Are
1: we going to make a Eurovision fan of him yet? Now. Oh, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just think this is wonderful. They say, oh, it just fills me with such excitement. Yeah, we're very
1: happy about this. Let's see what happens. Can't wait. So that's why that is our...
2: Matt and Monty's Good Thing of the Week. week. That
1: is good. It's good.
2: Oh, that's good, that is.
1: So there's just one more thing left to do, and that is to announce our French cherry. So, Mikhail, I'm going to throw to you for the honour of this. Which song has a second cherry team selected as the French cherry?
0: And. Um, Je peux révéler que le gagnant pour la deuxième chérie est Soa. Soa. Soa with the song Seul.
2: Let's have a listen.
1: There we go. That's our winner. I'm very happy about that one. What about you?
2: Yeah. It wasn't my choice, but I'm happy about it. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Great energy. Yeah. Very happy.
2: Yeah. It was was definitely a a clear majority vote in the team. So yeah, it's a a great... I think it was a good final. I don't think it was as good a final as last year from France, but I love what they're doing with this format and I'm really, really excited to see how it evolves into next year as well. Stick with this format. Don't, don't don't mess with it. We're really, really happy with it. I agree with you completely. So there you have it, our French Cherry for twenty twenty two. You can get in touch with us and please do on Twitter at second cherry, Instagram second underscore cherry, or Facebook the Second Cherry Podcast. You could also email us on Hello at second That's Hello at second Mika, merci beaucoup for
0: being such a fabulous guest this week. C'est moi. Je vous remercie beaucoup de m'avoir reçu.
2: It's absolutely lovely to have you back on the show. And thank you to everyone who's listening. We will be back next week with Italia. See you
1: next week. See you later.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.